Welcome back to Laser Graves. I am your co-host, E.K. Wimmer, and I have lots of toilet paper. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, E.K. Wimmer, I'm Mariah Rose, also the owner of a lot of toilet paper. (laughs) Uh, This is a podcast about the 80s, and we are going to talk 80s, and it's going to be amazing because... At your face with death, Chase. Whoa, you rhymed. I know, I'm a poet. I didn't even know it. We need to circle back to the toilet paper, though. Like, um, make a circle? Like a toilet paper roll back. Okay. Um, I don't want people to think that we're hoarding toilet paper. I don't want, <laughs> I don't want it to sound like we're toilet paper hoarders. I do. Mm. I want people to know that we own the block and people have to come to us <laughs> and offer us stuff. I saw a meme that was, that said, uh, if you toilet paper your enemy's house, that's a pretty serious flex at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So... I'm hoping we get um, quarantined and we could just hang out and watch movies and stuff. That We're kind great. of quarantined. Our children have been kicked out of school. Yes. We're here right. for 21 days. Kids are out of school. So Yikes, That's so long. And it's been recommended to self-isolate. But we live out in the desert, so it doesn't matter. I'm an introvert, so I self-isolate every day of my you life. You do. <laughs> you do. <laughs> I'm like, what's happening? Who cares? Yeah. yeah. Well, all right. This week, we are coming at you with a real goodie. I'm very excited. I know you're excited to talk uh, about this one, too. You, it, Hey, look, you're amongst mm. friends here with the Laser Graves listeners. Uh-huh. You could admit you enjoyed this immensely. Oh, we'll get to it. And how can I tell you that you enjoyed it? How? There's a test. What is it? Did you fall asleep? Well, I fall asleep in plenty of good movies. Did you fall asleep? No. Okay. I rest uh, my case, my friend. And it is time to talk about (laughs) Death Chase. But before we do... Yeah, we can't just go to it. Gots to do some thrift store finds. Okay, what What did you... you... Oh, it goes to me first, doesn't it? Paper, rock, scissors? Death Chase. Oh. Pow. Okay, so now who goes first? (laughs) I do, because I just shot you. Okay. And I declare that you go. Was that a gun? That was Steele's pal. I thought that was finger scissors. No, that was an inside joke for the uh, people <sighs> who have seen Death Chase. Yeah, yeah. All um, two of you, two of you being Hugh and me. Yep. <laughs> we know about the finger guns. I don't know. Maybe there's a bunch of people that have watched this. Who knows? I love when people actually have seen the movies that we cover. I like when people say, I'm watching this now. And send us messages, and we're like, cool, we inspired you to watch that. Or, sorry, we inspired you to watch <laughs> yes, that. Yes, no, that's Depends. more accurate. <laughs> um, I also think it's weird when people who are in the movies contact us and leave Ooh. messages. We got from, last week we did Voyage of the Rock Aliens, and one of the dudes from the band, uh, Rima, that's the alien band, um, left a message for us. So That was cool. Yeah, weird. That was kind of weird. He's like a state over, right? We should invite him over. We should. He's in Arizona. Yeah. So this week I have a thrift store find. Okay. But I also have, a, this maybe could become a new segment, a oh. thrift store find update. Okay. Actually, scratch that. It definitely will not become a segment. This okay. is a one-time thing. Okay. My thrift store find is an awesome book from 1979 called the strategy of satan how to detect and defeat him Mm -hmm. and if you know me okay i love metal horror but i also really love uh the satanic panic of the 80s late 70s into early 80s anything that has to do with it i've got a couple documentaries i just love anything that that revolves around that and this book is (laughs) is like knee deep Mm -hmm. in the satanic panic so i'm very excited to read that that's pretty good fine yeah now my thrift store update is Mm -hmm. last week i believe i think it was last week could have been the week before i don't know i found uh a cassette tape of the soundtrack to the lost boys Mm -hmm. and i had announced that i was very excited because i've been looking for it for a long time okay (laughs) my update is i listened to it and and it may possibly be one of the worst soundtracks I've ever heard in my what? life. I just assume it's endless saxophone solos. No, there's one song with sax. It is unbearable to get through. <laughs> I'm not joking. I love this movie to death. It's one of my favorite movies from the 80s. 
this should have definitely been a like a seven inch 45 single where one song on one side and one on the other the rest of the songs suck so bad will i get rid of it hell no i'm gonna definitely keep it because it's awesome but mm, yeah wow that was a surprise okay so you know i waited many years of my life to hear it and uh, i didn't miss anything what was your thrift store find of the week well i mean i found another chunk of bone in the desert nice yep that officially now qualifies i feel like at this point i should probably stop mentioning it or people are gonna think i'm creepy no i don't think so or maybe maybe i just embrace the creepiness hey, it's not a podcast they can get out of here all right I we're the ones with the toilet chunks. paper they can leave <laughs> <laughs> okay so i found that and then i also found it's boring though because i found clothes i did nearly buy very nearly uh so somebody dropped off all of their weird coconuts you know how like if you <laughs> just wait Do just tell. Wait. you know how when okay. you are uh when you go to hawaii i'm saying you in general when people come back from hawaii they have weird coconut art like a coconut carved like a monkey oh even yeah though... it's like the grand scam yeah even though i i don't think there are monkeys in hawaii no but there's coconuts coconut monkeys anyway so there somebody dropped off at goodwill a bunch of coconut monkeys Okay. Let's say like Hawaii on them. And then one that's a, a coconut football. Oh. I held it. <laughs> okay. I walked up and down the aisle and I was like, should I buy a coconut <laughs> football? Because it had like thick white lacing. Wow. That's so kind of cool. Six holes were drilled. Laces were pulled, I thought. And I was like, should I? Shouldn't I? I was really emotionally torn. How bad did you want to throw it? I didn't. It didn't even occur to me. I wanted to tuck it under my arm and, like, hustle up front. I have a coconut story. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, you want to hear one? <laughs> uh, do you, have you ever seen the coconut heads that, like, are carved coconuts that look like heads? Like monkeys, but they're heads? No, like human heads, but they're no. carved. They look like Easter Island heads kind of things, okay. but they're made out of coconuts. Okay. There was a boy, this is in uh, the mid-80s, mm-hmm. there was a local boy who had one in his bedroom, and I thought it was really cool, and mm. my friend and I decided we were going to start a haunted house in my garage for all the locals, uh-huh. which of course nobody came to, because I live in the desert, uh-huh. in the middle of nowhere, and I asked him if I could borrow that head, because I thought it looked super realistic, and I put it there because I thought it would freak everybody out. And so if you came into my haunted house, Mm -hmm. which was just some black sheets hung in my garage um, and some spooky music, Mm -hmm. you would see a coconut head. (laughs) (laughs) I was probably nine. There you go. Thrift Store Finds the Week. All right. Okay. So we have an abnormal amount of pages of notes for this this episode. Well, you do. I normally take a lot of notes. Do you? Yeah. Oh, I don't. I just keep it all here. Speaking Wait, of where's all, here? You didn't point anywhere. I know. I, it was implied <laughs> that it was my head. I ended up watching this twice in one day. That's weird. Fun fact. That's a weird and fact. And I'm ready to talk about it. Who watches a movie twice in one day? Uh, who's got two thumbs and is pointing? <laughs> this guy. Okay. Death Chase, 1988. Uh, well, it was called Death Chase originally. It was put out by New Star Video. And then when it came out on... AIP, one of our favorite labels. Can you think of any other AIP movies Don't that we've done? Don't put me on the spot. Never. Okay. <laughs> we've done We've done a few already. I don't we've know. We've done, most recently, Alien Seed. Oh, I was going to say that. Okay. We did Elves. Mm-hmm. We did Alien Space Avenger. <sighs> yeah. So, this is an AIP joint. Mm. But... So it also was called Chase when it was released on AIP, but I'm definitely more of a fan of Death Chase. I think uh. it's way more appropriate. And I put this on. I tried to win you over. I didn't even give you a selection this week. I just said, can we please do this one? Yeah, it was really desperate. It was desperate and for good reason. <laughs> you texted me a picture and I was like, whatever. Dude. Yeah, you're welcome. And then we put it on. And uh, uh, what was the first name that came up on the credits? The first name was a woman named Bainbridge, which yeah. was... <laughs> I She's was, our lead babe. I got really hung up on the name Bainbridge because that's an island in Washington State. Yes. So I was really focused on that. And then all of a sudden, another <laughs> name appeared. Oh, 
You got me good, Mr. Winter. I got a little zinger on you. Which name was it? David A. Pryor. <laughs> Bada boom! So you whipped your head and yeah. went, no! <laughs> and then we watched Death Chase. Yeah, so I was essentially duped into watching a David <laughs> yeah, A. Pryor. Sucka. Now I will approach all video viewings with suspicion. Yeah, except I could tell from the moment it started, because right when this opens, <laughs> it, it's amazing. You get it. You loved Killer Workout. This is your second David A. Pryor film. You enjoyed this. You get... There's a charm. I had a friend recently saying, uh, what's with all the David Pryor films? Are they that good? And I said, no. They're they're that bad. (laughs) That's the whole point. He's amazing. (laughs) So this is a David A. Pryor film, our second one for the podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, 1988. David Pryor, rest in peace. He died in 2015. Oh, I feel good, though, so that we can talk freely. Okay. Oh, well, no, Ted's still alive. So careful what you say. His brother, Deadly Prey. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) this was David A. Pryor's fifth film. Uh, this also stars one of my favorite David A. Pryor actors after Ted Pryor, his brother, William Zip, who is... Zips with two Ps, correct? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> William Zip, Zip, for those of you who who don't know, which is everybody, uh, <laughs> if, if David A. Pryor couldn't get Ted Pryor, his brother, he would get William Zip, who has been in eight... He has 13 credits on IMDb. Eight of those are David A. Pryor films. Wow. So William Zip was in Kill Zone. He was in Deadly Prey. He was in my favorite performance of his, definitely all time. He was John Mickland in Man Killers. Oh my goodness. <laughs> definitely a standout role. He was in Operation War Zone, Jungle Assault, Dumbo Drop, Future Force, and Center of the Web, which I found out we're going to get because our bud Grizz at Bad Taste Podcast is going to send us a copy. So. Although it's not 80s, so we can't cover it. Is it a prior? Huh? Yeah, it's a David. These are all David A. Pryor films. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we got friends looking out for us. They know what's up. Well, they're looking out for you. I don't know if they're looking out for me. (laughs) No, definitely looking out for you, too, by bringing this into our life. So, William Zip, though, sometimes if you're really lucky, like Deadly Prey, you get William Zip and Ted Pryor in the same film. Oh, man. We were not so lucky on this one. No. Although he's our lead. And that's who we are working with. So Yeah. Should we dive Let's in? Let's do it. That's the backstory. So you are in. Here we go. So this movie starts off like right away. You're just thrown yeah. into it. Hell yeah, it does. There's there's not much it's an AIP story film. development. Yep. So we started with a car chase and it's, <laughs> it's two cars in yeah. pursuit. One starts shooting the back car, the chaser is two dudes. They're shooting at one dude who is trying to escape them. You know what? The um, running theme through this whole movie. What? How much ammo was spent and nothing was shot? Look, there. Yeah. What do you think is the ratio, honestly, of uh, shots fired versus things hit? Infinity to four. <laughs> okay. I'll take that. Okay. I agree. So, and also how many reloads? I counted one single reload. Hey, Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> while this awesome opening's happening, uh-huh. should we play the 80s jam while we're talking Heck that's yeah. happening behind it so yeah, you know? Yeah, here it goes. It's happening already. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a David A. Pryor film. We don't mess around on Laser Graves. No messing. This is what you're listening to, and we're going to keep talking. Oh, okay. Here we go. So there are two dudes. <laughs> They're chasing one guy. The guy up front go, has, go. A, he has a striped shirt and a tie, but he's evading them. He hides in an alley. And he's so happy that he evaded his pursuance that he's pursuers? Uh, pursuies? No, he's the pursuee. Anyway, okay. dudes who are chasing him. He's happy. He's in an alley. He smooches his handgun, gives it a, a kind of a wet kiss. It was uncomfortable. <laughs> and uh, he thinks he's gotten away. Cut to yep. the <laughs> weirdest brother and sister relationship <laughs> that's ever happened. This is like classic prior dialogue because they're riding their bikes through the park talking and they're like teasing like the sisters teasing the brother but the dialogue is seriously they keep calling each other brother brother and sister they say it's like what are you talking about big brother and he's like you know what i'm talking about little sister and they keep referring to each other as big brother little sister do you call your sister's sister ever yeah 
I say sister. You say brother all the time. I call my I call my brothers bruv. Oh, okay. Well, you're way cool. But when you're riding on a bike beside them, do you laugh and say uh, brother? Not so much that people who saw me would go, are they flirting? Because that's exactly what I asked you. It was deeply uncomfortable. Yeah. So, brother and sister are having a weird, flirty bike ride where they emphasize that they're brother and sister. Yeah, we get it. And then the two guys who are chasing uh, the Thai guy, they find him. They continue to chase him. So, it's kind of cutting back and forth between innocent bike riding <laughs> to car chase. <laughs> shooting. Like, what's going to happen? I know. And then the police catch on to the chase they follow oh the police are so funny oh my goodness oh, come on what's going on here yeah all of them they're just really acting up a storm it's it's great this is high octane uh entrance <laughs> sit down too fast too furious <laughs> yeah okay so the police are following more to like Innocent biking siblings. Then the bad guys shoot and stop uh, the cop car. And so they, like, blow out a tire or something. They do something to the police car that makes them unable to drive. Yeah, the police um, smack their hood and kick their tire. I wrote they pout. Yeah, they really pout. (laughs) Although you missed during the chase, too. There's a scene where there's a a homeless man walking with his bottle of whiskey, and he dives into a dumpster. What is with the, like, subtle homeless undertone in this movie? I don't know. We'll get to a very specific one later (laughs) that's, like, the standout role of the whole movie. Okay, so while the bad guys have stopped to shoot at the cop car, the brother and sister like fall on the ground because they're in they realize they're in the middle of a car chase slash gun fight. They lay on the ground and then the guy who's in the first car, he's wearing a suit and tie, he crashes into a tree, which I mean you almost have to try to do. <laughs> and he already had the blood on his head before oh, he hit anything. Yes. And actually, as I say that, I've hit a tree. So never mind. <laughs> That's true. We both hit a tree. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so Ty Guy has a wound on his head from this accident that hasn't yet happened. But he gets out of the car and then the sister gets up to help him. And she stands up to like render aid and gets shot. Oh, yeah, effort. she does. They like blow a hole in her. It's pretty funny. Yes. And this is also when we learn her name is Sheila. Yeah. doesn't matter because she's dead. Nope. She's out of the picture. Sheila's gone. Yep. She just maybe motivates her brother. Oh, boy, does she? Well, never nah, mind. He gets yeah. over it real quick. Not only that, he just doesn't have, he doesn't have that spark. Nah. For all that flirting, you think he'd be a little more upset. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> so um, the Thai guy is killed, or he's shot. Sheila is killed. And the bad guys um, start to approach, but the Thai guy shoots the bad guys. I know It's a lot of shooting, all in rapid succession. Yeah. Essentially, the bad guys are shot, and they fall down, so you think they're dead. You think Thai guy is injured, and um, Sheila's brother, who we learn is named Steve, right? Oh, yeah. Steve yeah. Chase. Oh, yeah, right. Steven Chase, if you're nasty. Oh, I'm not. So <laughs> Steve gets up, and he gets real angry with the Thai guy, who was not even the one who shot her. <laughs> I don't know why, but he's, like, slamming this mortally wounded man into the ground over and over. <laughs> And the Thai Who guy... Who are you? Yes. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> and then the Thai guy gives Stephen, or Steve, I'm not nasty, his gun and says, Tag, you're it. Good luck. Yeah. And then we cut to this elderly woman who's watching from across <laughs> the street and who's really mad. Watch out! He's got a gun! No! no. I, I didn't mean to! I... Kill her! Kill her! 
kill her. Kill her. I'm going to just stand on my porch and say that when I'm old. Yeah. And then we get this big goon who's in a truck Mm -hmm. telling an old guy that a civilian has now entered the game. And there's a game. And the old guy says, who is this civilian? And the big goon says, he's a nobody named Stephen Chase. Keep in mind, (laughs) this just happened within seconds. This guy already knows who this person who was riding a bike through a park is. Well, this man is clearly magical because he is using a walkie-talkie to call the (laughs) boss on his telephone. So he's sitting in a truck on a walkie-talkie talking to a man who has a corded, like, old-style rotary phone. Yeah, we, okay, we'll... We find out later, but his name is Steel, and he plays a major role. Does he? Which is very anticlimactic at the end. But He's there. I love his um, approach to this role, because he's very smug. He thinks he's really cool, mm-hmm. and he's very omnipresent, where he just appears. Maybe? And he's like, tell me, Mr. Chase, what are you thinking right now? Is he like a deity? He's No, he's not a deity. But he's everywhere, and he knows everything. Maybe he's a like a deity in the prior universe. Oh, <laughs> prior okay. deity. Okay. Well, this guy is pretty cool. But so he basically watched it, and we find out that there is a game happening. Yeah, it's like in a boardroom. It's a bunch of rich old white dudes sitting around a table. Mm-hmm. And the the table they've used um, chess pieces. And a map of their town yeah. <laughs> to set up what's happening. So they're receiving updates from Steel via walkie-talkie through telephone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, we should mention the detectives come to the crime scene at this point, And they're looking around. And they're talking about how mm-hmm. Stephen Chase has a totally clean record. Nothing wrong. Yeah. And the other detective goes, sounds like a psycho to me. Yes. So, yeah, there are two detectives who are on the case after f- discovering the Sheila's body and all of the bodies, I guess. Yeah. And then Stephen decides, well, I better go to my apartment. Mm-hmm. There's some really bitchin' 80s music. He does some parkour. He, For whatever reason, he decides he can't go in through the front door. Well, he's being he's being smart. You know? Is he? He is. Okay. He's Stephen there, Chase. Look, w- let's lay our cards on the table here. Okay. Stephen Chase does nothing smart. He's not bright. This will be, we'll talk about this later. One thing that does make me laugh a lot throughout this movie is that Steel keeps commenting, and the old guy, I didn't even get his name, but the main, like, the, oh, head, the, the head guy? of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. They both keep talking about how the civilian is doing really amazing and wow, who knew that he was going to be so incredible at this game? Mm-hmm. But Stephen Chase does nothing of note this whole time. He has he one moment, one it. small moment. Yeah. But really, I don't get it. So he bumbles through. He really bumbles through, but he, he goes into his apartment and then his gun starts beeping well he calls his friend eddie first and asks eddie to come help him out he's like sheila's dead but he's pretty calm about it he is pretty calm and calls his friend eddie to like help yeah then his gun starts beeping and it's like beep it's like a metal detector yeah it gets beep 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 yep and then these goons stick their head in Mm -hmm. they break in they punch him in the face which is a really funny punch it's a there's a kick in the face too. Oh, is it a kick yes. to the face? Okay. He kicks him to the face. They're gonna beat him up, and then his friend Eddie busts in mm-hmm. and says, Game ain't over yet, sucker, and then <laughs> punches them all. He like full on beats them down yeah, hard. They're unconscious. Yeah, and then they run off. Mm-hmm. Or the well, Eddie and and Chase run off. Eddie's plan is to go get the truck for Okay, and again, this is stupid logic because they could have just run together to a truck, left town, and that would be under the the end of the movie. Yeah. Instead, Eddie's like, "I'm gonna get the truck. We'll meet you in the alley. So yeah. you parkour down the fire escape, and I'll meet you there in two and two. Yeah. And meanwhile, Steel appears in uh, Chase's apartment in the corner behind all of the he action. Just appears he, seriously out of nowhere, and he's big. There's no way he could have parkoured <laughs> no up all. the fire escape. <laughs> he just appears, and he's looking at the two beat up thugs, and he's really upset because they have the gun, and he's like, "You didn't win this gun. You didn't earn it. You just nope. got beat up by a civilian." And he takes the gun from them. 
mm-hmm. and then finds... He kills them. Yeah, and he finds Chase down in the alley who is getting roughed up by the cops and about to be arrested. Uh-huh. And then we get this beautiful sample because the cops turn around and see oh. <laughs> see him. You also have the right to an attorney. Officer. Officer. You've got the wrong man. Who the hell are you? The right man. Holy shit! So he hands him the gun, and Steele decides he wants the game to continue. He, I think he likes... Is he rooting for Steve? He's toying with him because he's so smug. He's like... He is smug. We will meet again, Mr. Chase. But, I mean, he can be smug if he can just show up in the corners of rooms and know people's names appears, out of nowhere. Appears in the corner. And then he does his signature move. Oh, oh yeah. Which is finger guns he does a finger gun looks at him really smug and says pow and oh. walks off <laughs> oh my goodness That's so cool and then so chase now has the gun he just got powed finger guns from steel uh-huh. and he runs off yep but then he runs into a car because well he's so afraid he's seen so many murders after living his yeah. whole sweet life with no murders yeah and he gets hit by a car, and it is this mega babe who steps out. She is from the 80s. She is full 80s. She's got big, curly, golden hair. You know where else she's from? Where? Australia? Man killers. They were oh. on the set together. She's not Australian? Uh, I don't know, but I know she's from man killers, and okay. that's all that matters. She just has, like, Australian level She was one of the elite bones. force in man killers. You remember that movie, right? Nope. Haven't seen it. Thank you. <laughs> but you, after watching Death Chase, I can see it in your eyes. Want to see Man Killers? Not tonight. You've seen the cover, so you know what you're in for. <laughs> okay. So well, she is yeah. Diana. And she he forces her into the car because he's got a gun. And then he drives off. And he tells her to keep her head down. But it's really weird because he's... Telling her, like, keep your head down or it's going to get blown up. Oh, I'm so scary. You know and then what? he's like, I'm not going to hurt you. I like this scene, though, because it's more realistic. He's freaking out. Because imagine yourself in Stephen Chase's situation. Flirting with your sister on a bike ride. I would this. be freaking out, too. People are, like, killing me or trying to kill me. And then he takes the car and he is forceful because she's, like, trying to be all asking questions. He's like, look, just get <laughs> in the car. How dare you ask questions? Well, it's pure, like, people are after him. So he's like, I don't have time for this. Get in the car. But mm-hmm. then realizes that he was very forceful and immediately says, look, I'm not a psycho. I'm, what is he, a construction worker? Yes. He Working spills, for a plumber or something like he that? He spills the beans. <laughs> and it's like an excessively detailed bean spilling. It's great. But it's realistic. <laughs> I would immediately, if I did that too, I'd probably be a little forceful. But then once things were like, once we got away... I would turn around and go, I'm really sorry. I'm not a creep. I just, we needed to get out of there. I like thinking that you really put yourself in this character's shoes. I ha- Hey, William Zip does that. I mean, he <laughs> he just, this, it's, it's the zip effect. So <laughs> he spills the beans and then he basically retells everything we've seen thus far. <laughs> this is a nice little catching up in case uh, Grandpa got up to go get some more popcorn. He can I come guess. back and be like, ah, okay. And so at, back at Steve's house, the cops and detectives are there with two more bodies. The guys that yeah. Eddie, who Eddie uh, beat up and then uh, Steele killed. And they're trying to solve this riddle. So essentially just reemphasizing that the cops are on the trail as well. Yeah. And then we oh, go yeah. to the shot, which I don't know why I didn't go, oh, there's more coming from these two. Because there were two, like, super ultra mega 80s babes. Yeah. You want to know where one of them was from? Australia? Man killers. Ah! <laughs> Pow. <laughs> Pow. You so, did finger guns at me. I did finger guns at you. Okay. Yeah. Well. So there are two, they're like all denim and hair. Hey, hold on. What? If we did merchandise, should we do a shirt that just has finger guns and says pow and then laser graves above it? Only if it's a denim shirt. Oh, no. <laughs> Gosh, no. I a feel like Canadian we tuxedo. Should, we should only exclusively release merch that is stonewashed. 
Oh, actually, yeah, I'll do that. Do you want to know a side story? I do. Okay, so my Always. my neighbors in the 80s, this uh. is in a very small town in rural Montana. Uh-huh. They had those white rocks, mm-hmm. like for, they were like decorative landscaping rocks, and yes. somebody told me you could stonewash with them. Yeah, you want to hear another story from the 80s? I was walking home one day from the bus stop. Wait, you interrupted the middle of my story. Oh, really? There's more? Yes. Okay. So one day... Let's hear it. (laughs) Okay. Wow. Who knew? So one day, I was looking at those rocks, thinking I should see if I can stonewash (gasps) my jeans. Oh, you did. But then there was a badger... In their what? yard, there was a badger in their yard <laughs> in the middle of the day. Like hoarding the rocks? No, it was just walking by the rocks. Was he the guardian of the stone wall? Well, I'd been looking at the rocks, thinking, "Can I go steal some of their rocks?" Okay. Just like temporarily. And then a badger came by, and then I got all the neighborhood kids, and we chased a badger to see if we could find its badger lair. But we were also afraid that it had rabies. And then I went and grabbed some rocks, but I was too afraid I would ruin my parents' washer and dryer, so I just really hard rubbed the rocks on my jeans. And? Nothing happened. And I didn't want to be a a rock thief, so I put them back. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to know what growing up in Montana in the (laughs) 80s was like, you just heard it. Okay. What's your story? Oh, I also was told that if you grab those white rocks in people's front yards and you put them in a, in the washer with your jeans, they would become ultra 80s stonewashed jeans. Yeah. Did you do it? I didn't. I didn't believe them. I was smarter than that. Shut your face. You're so smug. <laughs> You're steel level smug. Okay. Oh, yeah, so anyway, sure. these mega 80s denim babes, they've got a baby stroller. <laughs> okay. Diana and Steve are sitting in her car. They're talking. And for reasons that remain elusive, Steve has fallen asleep after spilling the beans. I don't know if maybe the adrenaline rush yeah, left him for tired. Sure. Yeah, stress takes a toll. I feel like this has all been about 30 minutes, and it's a lot. Anyway, it reminds me of do you remember it in Monster Dog when yes. they're like being hunted by a werewolf, and the one woman decides to just take a nap? Yeah. It's that. It's that same idea. So Steve's just, he's abducted a woman in a stolen car. He's he's napping. He's snoozing. Diana slowly takes off her seatbelt and then there's beeping and Mm -hmm. he wakes up and it's the beeping of the gun, but she tells him it's the beeping of the car seat (laughs) noise and it maybe is also that. He wakes up in this total like frazzled state and he's waving the gun at her and he's like, where did that noise come from? And yeah. it's very clear he's never held a gun. No. Or at least his character, because I will tell you. Oh, no. He definitely held guns in, in many Australia. other roles. No, in Man Killers. Oh. And I, so this is where the zip effect is in place, Ooh. because I was like, dang, I'm believing that this guy's never held a gun before. I Knowing full that. well that I've seen him hold a gun. You know, he many knows times. how to handle a piece. Oh, yeah, does he? <laughs> okay. So there, she's taken off her seatbelt, and then the 80s babes who are strolling through this park where oh, yeah. Diana and Steve have paused for a nap, they pull out. It's not a baby. It's some guns. And they start... It's shotguns in the stroller under it's the blanket. Pretty cool. And then it's really a, cool. an endless fire with no reloading of... Ever. Shooting at the car. So many shots. Ever. And he's and like, he I can't returns. fire this gun. And she says, hand me that gun. She shows him how. Yeah. Keep in mind, this is the gun that the other guy already had during the other chase shootout at the beginning of the film. The Thai guy who died. I just want listeners of our podcast to keep that in mind because one single handgun with one little clip <laughs> We're now at one billion Multiple bullets. car chases and multiple gunshots. He obviously didn't get any, what is it, cartridges? I don't know about guns. So he's obviously not going to start now uh, nope. recharging or reloading his gun. He's going to continue to shoot the infinity bullets that come out of this gun as they will continue to shoot infinity bullets out of their shotguns. Is a super 80s babe gunfight slash another car chase scene. This one ends with the car going in the pond, though. That's pretty cool. Yeah, they sink into a lake. I thought they're dead. 
They're not. Don't worry. We get some more 80s, babes. So Detective, who, by the way, his name's Lieutenant McGrew. Yeah. I could not stop thinking, McGrewber, the whole time. <laughs> totally, me too. So <laughs> McGrew roughs up Eddie and wants him to be an informant. Because Eddie, after everything that had just happened, he's now just wandering the streets. Yeah. Well, he's an ex-con. That's what ex-cons do. Okay. Okay. Now there, we find out that uh, Chase... Stephen Chase parts ways with Diana because... He's trying to drop her off and, like, get her out of this. He's just getting her into too much trouble. Even though she clearly is more equipped gun knowledge-wise. And she's crushing hard. She's grabbing his hand. She's like, Stephen. Stephen. You abducted me and now I love you. I have full Stockholm And instead, he leaves the babe behind in his parting words as there's, like, uh, her whole windshield and car is completely shot up. He goes, (laughs) sorry about your car. She seems cool with it, though. She should be, because she drives off, and uh, that's the end of Diana for the time being. And then he starts wandering and sees himself on the front page of a newspaper. Now, to be clear, all that's happened today is he took a bike ride with his sister. There was a lot of carnage. He abducted a woman, took a short nap, and now he's on the cover of the newspaper. Small town. They, they really were Small on town it. Press. This is one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie is right here because he's now wandering the streets. Are we talking about the trash digger? Oh, we're talking about the trash digger. Trash is not the only thing he's digging in. <laughs> we get the What is this pleasure. about? Why is this in the movie? I don't know, but I love when I can actually, and I'm not joking, tear up crying, laughing so hard. There is a a street guy, like a a homeless man digging through trash, who has his pants down, halfway down, exposing a huge amount of his butt crack. This was so much that I said, did we just see his actual butt hole? (laughs) And his his hand, he constantly is sticking his hand in his butt crack over and over and over. And it is like, it it is like David A. Pryor just said, action, just dig in your butt crack. (laughs) And it goes on for so long. He switches hands. He does his right hand. What is his left hand. Meanwhile, William Zip, our thespian, is like acting and he just walks by nervously. Does, yeah, doesn't He's got to find a place to hide out while this guy is digging in his butthole the whole time. So, I love this scene and then so we, much. And then we go from possible butthole sighting to... <laughs> an 80s strip club oh where, yeah he ducks into a strip club where there are so many strippers at once i have never been to a strip club but i suspect that it's not a whole bunch of strippers at once oh I, it's like the twin peaks uh, miss twin peaks contest they're like all up there at every once. single one do they just never want to break they just want to strip full time all know. the time I don't know why. They're all very enthusiastically 80s stripping, too. Oh, yeah. But if anybody could appear at this moment out of thin air. Yeah, Steve's got to sit at a table. And who's in front of him? Who manifests magically? Steel. He's got to be there. He's just like, he says some bullshit. And then you're doing very well, Mr. Chase. I'm very, what does he say? Oh, I'm impressed with your performance. Whatever, dude. What the hell is he impressed with? He just watched a guy dig in his butthole for a while and then... (laughs) Went into a strip club. He has, it's been a comedy of errors that he survived. Okay, well, he does finger guns mm-hmm. and then disappears. <laughs> and well, he kind of, like, starts to explain the rules. and Oh, and Chase seems really shocked by the rules, as though he didn't already know. So, I think we should just right now say the rules are there's a bunch of people who have uh, some sort of device which allows them to track this magical gun. They have to shoot him with it and win the gun, and whoever survives yes. gets a million dollars. Well, we haven't learned that no. yet, but it's uh, it's not just people. It's teams of assassins. Why is everybody else a duo? I don't know. It's pretty cool, though. I'm happy that they're uh, duos. Okay. So-, so they've teamed up, and then after he gives finger guns and explains everything, he disappears, 
and Chase goes into the bathroom. Well, he's real upset. Why Ooh, not his... go try and clean yourself in a strip club bathroom? Oh, this bathroom Ugh. is gnarly, isn't it? It's so gross. Is and there then... ever going to be a good bathroom in a strip club? He walks in and he hears a beeping sound and he busts open one of the stalls and there's just a random guy taking a dump. And he's like, <laughs> get out of here. And the guy's really upset. He's like... Can't even take a crap anymore and walks off. Well, the beeping had been his watch. Yes. Like he has a Casio watch. <laughs> totally. Hey, do you remember those Casio watches that have like keyboards? And I remember the one that had the calculator. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. That was cool. Totally cool. Okay. Boy named Rhett had one and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I had one. What? Yeah. What did you do with it? Like added numbers. <laughs> <laughs> So this guy's pissed because he can't take a crap and he walks off and then two thugs come in and one of them gets a surprise punch. I love the surprise punch from the bathroom stall. He's yeah. like, hey. And then uh, Chase just sticks his hand out and punches the guy in the face. Well, he goes into one stall and while the bad guy's banging on that door, he has somehow, while his feet are still visible below, <laughs> yes. crawled into the next stall and then reaches out and punches. And then he runs out. He ta- like So these two guys are disarmed. He runs out. And then we get this weird peep wall scene where there's oh, a single dancer. creepy. And there's a wall that has a bunch of cutout holes. And guys are looking through it. While as she's like stripping. As she's stripping. And Chase runs into the room where she is. You want to be part of the show, don't you? Come on. Don't be bashful. You're so cute. Ooh, honey. What are you fighting for? I just want to touch you. I just want to touch you. Oh, it's all right now. I just want to touch you. I just want to touch you. She's aggressive. She's really aggressive. And then they just start shooting through the peepholes and she screams and he runs off. The whole scene was ridiculous. It was real dumb. But as he runs, this is uh, my favorite scene in the strip club, is as he's running off, there's one random guy with like a mullet who -hmm. just walks out in front and goes, hey, what's going on? And he just gets punched in the face. And Chase keeps running off. It's like that guy's only purpose in this movie was to get punched in the face. Yeah. And then Steve runs outside and there's a dude in a suit who has followed him out of the club. And it's a really long scene. Oh, yeah. Of more basic explaining of the rules. Yes. Uh, And they're fighting. They're tussling. And then Steel arrives after Steve runs away. Yeah. And he kills the guy and chuckles. And then we go, Steve's running from the cops now. Diana has come back. Oh, yeah. So this, she reappears. She swapped cars, though, because now she has a white convertible. Oh, yeah. It's pretty cool. And she's there to help. She tells him that he needs a safe place to rest. Well, not she... only did she bring a car, she brought a sandwich for him, too. Yeah, that was sweet. Very nice. And also tells a backstory of how she knows about guns. Yep. Because of her father taught her all about guns, which comes into no play whatsoever. No, it does, because she goes to their safe house or whatever, and she starts disassembling the gun, and that's when she finds the device. Because she's such a pro, she can um, take apart a gun like she owns it. And then we get this huge scene of Chase, (laughs) the baby genius here, putting it all together, and this is what he says. It's a game of tag. They killed my sister for a goddamn game of tag. What? That's what this is about. It's a game. The one with the gun is it. That's me. And whoever kills me gets the money. That's crazy. Everything is crazy. I gotta stop this. Somehow I've got to stop this. So he figured this out after he has been told pretty much explicitly at least twice what's going on. Yeah, like he's come to this conclusion now on his own and he's very proud. He's real thick. Yeah, yeah, he's something. that skull, there's not much getting through. But Diana, in in the meantime, she's the smart one. She finds out that there's this like weird serial number on the gun. 
And oh. she's going to investigate. Because <laughs> she's a computer whiz. Yeah, and uh, Steele and Boss, we get a flash to them having uh, this talk about how amazing Stephen Chase is, which is not true. And they're going to open the game to all players now. But meanwhile, things are heating up in the safe house between Diana and Stephen Chase. Which, okay, Right. Let's let's flash back on the fact that he just saw in front of his his face his sister and several people murdered in what took maybe the time of a small nap, some running, a sandwich eating, and a strip club visit. But if it's hey, if people are about to kill you and you've got a babe in front of you taking off her top, <sighs> hey. But when you have the tracking device still next to you. <laughs> Well, that proves to be a fatal flaw, because what happens right now are jump kicks and swings and punches, because two thugs appear in their safe house. Right as Steve and Diana are about to, like, get busy. She's taken off her top. Yeah. And she's ready to go. Chase is immediately taken down by an air punch that doesn't even hit his face. Nope. He's out for the count. It was just the wind knocked him down. They find the gun... And then one of the thugs is like, because it's an 80s movie, yeah. is like, wait, I should totally rape this chick. Yeah, because it's the 80s. Yeah, and the other rape. guy's like, come on, man, we ain't got time for this. And he's like, yeah, you do. And then the other guy's like, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> and he's watching. Nothing happens, luckily. And but as they try. They're, they're trying, but as the ones watching... Chase comes to, and one of the thugs. This who's is his only there, real act that he does. But if you're gonna do an act, this is the it's act a good to one. do. One of the thugs back is to Chase. He's on the ground. He reaches up and grabs this huge Bowie knife off of his back belt. And then the guy turns around, and this I, I did not know this, but this is I guess maybe a, a a prior signature because William Chase stabs the guy right in the penis yep, like a full blade deep, stab right in there which happens in man killers australia okay yeah <laughs> so two movies in a row back to back feature a man being stabbed in the penis with a knife that was weird it was awesome so it's yeah very effective and then brutally beats the guy who's trying to rape diana with yep. a bar Beats him up and she's like, To death. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. And then we get a great, because of we got to see the acting range of, of well, William he's Zip. He's beaten a man to death. He's he, upset. He has a breakdown and cries. Yeah, he's got to cry. He's an emotional soul. And then we go back to Eddie talking to Detective McGrew about McGrew! the gun Murder. and the money. Because somehow Eddie has picked up this information of what's happening. Yeah. So he knows. That the gun has a tracking device, that there's a bunch of money on the line. The detective tells Eddie to disappear. So I guess Eddie seems to, for at least the time being. And Diane, meanwhile... Diana goes to her work. She's going to investigate that weird serial number. From the tracking device. punches in some numbers into her computer, which (laughs) is just like uh, ZZZ... One, four, three, space bar, 12 times. And I loved watching what she was typing, <laughs> but she also typed in AIP, which we both She types noticed. in AIP 1022659, which is another... This has got to be an inside joke with David A. Pryor, because in uh, Invasion Force, they're shooting a film, a fake film, action movie, for mm-hmm. AIP pictures. So oh. But they own. He owns AIP. He was a co-owner of AIP. Oh, well, that so makes he keeps sense. making references in his own movies to his production company. Okay. When she said the serial number was AIP, I, I laughed. I thought that yeah, was, was pretty, good. That's definitely got to be like a like a little um, inside joke. So this is where we learn that there is an like overseas bank account with a million dollars for whomever wins with the oh, gun in the Netherlands. By the way. But it also might be in Switzerland. That was kind of unclear, remember? That comes later when she says it's a Swiss account, yeah. but it's in the Netherlands. Okay. Maybe <laughs> David A. Pryor doesn't know where the Netherlands are. Whatever. He can do no wrong. Oh, okay. Maybe this is just too complex for you to comprehend. Perhaps. Then we go to the babes that drowned in the car that didn't actually drown that were not 9 and 10. Yeah, surprise. Uh, they're in a junkyard. We don't know how they got to a junkyard. It totally just cuts to a shootout. Yeah. They're in a junkyard shooting at Steve. 
Why did Diana leave him in a junkyard to be shot at by babes? We never know. I know why. Why? So you could get this 80s jam. What's going on? It's a long scene. It's a very, very long scene of them chasing him and you know, shooting at him. And you know, they actually finally land a shot. They shoot him in his arm. Oh, they do. It, it just kind of like hits his side, though. It's his arm, yeah. You know what bothers me? Is this soundtrack rules, and it never came out. How come Lost Boys got an oh, official release? circling back. Well, seriously. If I was to, like, roll the dice, I would rather have the soundtrack to Death Chase. Or dance or die. Imagine a soundtrack for dance or die. I would take that. Yeah, that. Let's go with that. No, you take the soundtrack to Death Chase. This would be some awesome music for the gym. I don't know. I'll have to watch it again. Never. So he places a tracking device because they pulled it out of the gun. He's got it. It's like a little disc. And he sets it sort of as a decoy to lure in the babes. And he shoots uh, sexy babe, denim babe number one. He yes. shoots her. And then he gets in a fight with a second girl, and she does. Oh, but she does a cool ninja kick before. Yes. And then Steel's suddenly there. He just appears again in the junkyard. And he slow claps. He does. <laughs> I wrote that too. Slow claps. It was weird. <laughs> no way. Chase tries to shoot him, and then Steel, in the most Steel-esque moment, yes. goes, ah, you forgot to count. As though now the bullets matter? He had to count 1,000 shots before he ran out of bullets. Holy cow, okay. This is the only time at, at this point, at any point in this movie, where anybody has kept track of ammunition. No, there's one scene. Okay, keep in mind what he was shooting was the shotgun that he picked up. Mm-hmm. Not his handgun, not the, the handgun, handgun that everybody's after. That still has not been reloaded once wow. in this whole movie. Okay. Okay, we get a beatdown, which this is going to be the grand battle, but it's not. Steel just instantly beats down Chase hard and then finger guns him and walks off. I wrote, Steel wins and finger guns away. Pow. (laughs) So Diana runs up and uses, she has a braid that has somehow a huge gauze pad at the end of it (laughs) and uses it to bandage the the wound in Steve's arm and detective McGrew is there with Diana because he approached her while she was running the numbers on the computer. So she's like, he's here to help. And he's like, I understand. I get it. We're going to bring you in for your protection, but I'm going to put on um, these handcuffs on you just for show. He's just such an idiot. I, I read a review where somebody said about at this point, People were just cheering for one of them to shoot Chase because he was so stupid. Mm -hmm. He really did not put this together. And then Diana goes to her apartment because she's like, you know, slaps her hands of the situation. She's like, woohoo, good deeds done today. I'm going to go home. She runs to her apartment and then Eddie's there who somehow knows she's involved. Oh, and we get really ominous music. Uh-huh. And then uh, she tells him that uh, McGrew has him. And we get the most community college theater acting ever oh. seen. Yeah, sorry, Eddie. Not your best one. I like Eddie, but wow. He goes through a range of emotions. It hurts to it watch. Is, is 101. It's kind of amazing. He's like, hands on head, confused, troubled, angry, and then runs down the stairs. Action. It was, it was like an acting exercise. It was really like incredible. So he freaks out when he hears that Steve is with McGrew. Now we've cut back to Steve and McGrew. McGrew pulls Steve out of the car and then for some reason decides he should take off the handcuffs. So was there any point at any time that these handcuffs were necessary or served a purpose? No, because he was never a threat. That is, no. I thought that too. It was but his, weird. Uh, McGrew's partner Boone comes up and is like, don't do this. Don't do it for the money. Yeah, because McGrew is trying to kill Steve so he can win. Okay, so then um, McGrew is gonna, he's like in it. He's like, 
so he's got like a moral situation here where he could step back and make a good choice. <laughs> no, or we think he has a moral situation. He could kill Boone and get after Steve. Which MacGruber! Is, which is what MacGruber does. Steve, no, it's just McGrew. You can't say McGruber. He so Steve takes this opportunity to bolt. It's yes. a smart choice on Steve's part. Ooh, and yeah. then there's a gun chase. They're in a train yard now for no reason. They've oh, gone no. from junkyard to train yard. We get a, a chase. It lasts a while until it ends, or I guess it picks up with. Do you think this is the best scene of the whole movie? Uh, it's pretty good. You <laughs> There's a dude on a dirt you bike. You're charmed. This is when charmed. David A. Pryor won you over officially. So there's a guy on a dirt bike. <laughs> He's just like having a Sunday cruising through the train yards. Why is he even there to begin with? I don't know. When have you ever seen a dirt biker in an appropriate place? He's just cruising out of nowhere. He just comes cruising innocently. Uh-huh. And then Steve is desperate. <laughs> he tackles this guy. Wait, but before he tackles tackles him he does this shuffle yeah between, he like puts his hands up in the air there i don't know if we can even accurately describe this I can't. shuffle. puts his hands in the air like stop sideways he, foot dance he does his tiptoes real fast <laughs> ta, 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 and then just tackles the guy coming at him on a dirt bike so he steals the dirt bike but he also takes the helmet off of this poor man and hits him. him. And then puts the helmet on and then gets on the dirt bike and takes off. This is when Steve lost my support. (laughs) This was unnecessary. He had it. Amazing chase that happens after this that goes on for so long. There are one million bullets shot. McGrew is literally like two feet in front of him and he looks so casual. The gun's not even moving. He's driving with one hand gun out the other and he's just shooting like (laughs) i am not joking when i say probably 40 shots five feet in front of him yeah he can't he he cannot hit him he cannot hit him he's not good keep in mind this is just a handgun with 40 bullets it's so many bullets oh i just love i love everything about it and then whoopsie daisy mcgrew drives off a cliff and dies (laughs) oh but he yells oh shit (laughs) you think i'm joking Here's the audio clip. Oh, shit! <laughs> that came out of nowhere. He just drives off a cliff and dies. I mean, David A. Pryor was like, um, how do I end this? Okay. The best way possible. So then three more people pull up and shoot, and then Steve runs out of bullets. I love that um, they're shooting at him. They all have like Tommy guns and everything else. He runs out of bullets and puts up his hands and they're like, oh, stop shooting. Stop shooting. As though, like, why would they not just waste him instantly? And then we get Eddie and Diana come pulling up. The three guys who are clearly trying to kill Chase Mm -hmm. just let Eddie drive up, hop in the truck and drive off. And they're like, wait, wait, what just happened? Shoot him. And then they get in their car yeah. and chase them. And then Eddie reveals that, hey, wait, I've got a special gift. Here, and he starts Tom. tossing dynamite. So many sticks of dynamite. They're rolling around in the back of this vehicle. And uh, they're being chased. This is okay. Okay. Important note. Yeah. This is the first time in the entire film that uh, Chase runs out of bullets in the handgun that's been used since the beginning of the film. Yes, that's right. So there's lots of dynamite, and then Eddie gets shot. Yes. So they are, like, on a dock at this point. (laughs) Yeah. They've gone from train yard to dock, and Eddie's been, like, gut shot. Diana and Steve are, like, they want to stay, but then Eddie's like, go, go! So they run, and they hop on a boat, which apparently has the keys, Right old and in the ignition because no, they, they started the up. No, there's a guy in there and they're like, go, go, go. I didn't even see that at all. No, this is the best part because first off, it's called Death Chase. So it couldn't get more chasier unless you're in a boat chase now. Yep. And so they take over that boat. And of course, right beside that boat happens to be just one more boat with another civilian in there. I didn't notice any civilians. That's what makes me laugh because yeah. what happens is the thugs take the other boat. 
There's this long chase scene where they're just firing like another hundred shots and don't hit anybody. I would say a large portion of this movie is chasing and shooting, but not reloading. And then Diana reaches down and goes, here, try this and hands Chase a flare gun. Oh, yes. Who he fires it. Keep in mind the guy driving the boat behind him with the two thugs is just an innocent guy who was told to drive the boat. No biggie. Fires a flare gun, a random flare, at an entire boat, and the whole thing blows up instantaneously. Like from within, too. <laughs> it's so, so epic. The, the whole Total boat annihilation. blows up, and then they're instantly back on uh, the dock, and he's holding Eddie in his arms. And then Steel approaches. <laughs> no, he appears. Yeah, and he says there are no winners. He tells him that the choice is his. I, at this point, was like, what is the choice? Yes. What choice are you referring to, Steele? He's just toying with him the whole time. And then he pulls a gun and prepares to shoot Steve. Yes. So whatever the choice was, I, I guess it's to be shot by Steele. But Eddie, who we think is dead, <laughs> sits up and shoots Steele. Which is such... Okay, I liked Steele at this point. And I'm like, I thought there was going to be a big grand finale beat down no no eddie just shoots steel and you don't steel get that <laughs> falls over uh chase runs over and steel spills the beans he's like it's in the whatever he penthouse. says penthouse black tower and then he one last time as he's dying finger, finger guns. guns let's look we're all gonna die everybody who's listening to this yeah let's agree that our last words are not words, but in fact, finger guns. Absolutely. Okay. So then we cut to the boardroom where the old guys are discussing how this game was just a trial run. They're yes. about to start the real game to kill a senator. Okay. <laughs> what? This is where you rolled your eyes. I looked over and you <laughs> rolled your eyes when they yeah. said they're going to kill the senator. And then we cut to Chase and Diane, who are dressed insanely 80s full cowboy boots they are ready to go uh boot scoot and boogie like full, yeah they're full 80s. boot scoot and boogie boot scoot and boogie really you know the line line, line dancing style because she's got the wrote... tassel jacket oh uh, she does but she's sort of like rockery still she's like a white snake video yeah yeah they're going to a white snake concert let's you know Steve is a white snake fan. Oh, he totally is a white snake fan. <laughs> and you know Diana wants to reenact a white snake video. Ew. That's what they're about to go do. Then out of nowhere, we hear some beeping in, in the, the boardroom. Board and some thugs open the door and shoot every single old person in the boardroom. <laughs> that were all waiting to start their kill a senator game. That happens. And then we cut back to Diane and Chase and they're walking Chase turns to the camera, uh-huh. and what does he do? One more time for the win, finger guns. <laughs> he says, pal, then you turn to me, and you say, quote, you made me watch this. <laughs> so then I turn to you, and I gave you finger guns. Yep. And said, pal. <laughs> That's Death Chase, everyone. What'd you think? Um, I loved it in the way that it is stupid, and I probably don't want to watch it for like a while. So you get it. <sighs> well, of course, I'm me. Laser Graves approved? Yeah, but guys, <laughs> it's David A. Pryor. Like, <laughs> put it in that cup, and then you're fine. Oh, yeah. I strongly suggest everybody watch this. I feel like you're way too enthusiastic about David A. Pryor. It's my happy place. What does the A stand for? Huh? Action. (laughs) (laughs) I, um, I, I have two things that when I'm feeling like down and depressed, two things can bring me back. What? Bob Marley. Yeah, I knew that. And David A. Pryor films. Oh. They just make me so happy. I thought it was my love and support. That too. Oh, sure. Number okay. three. Well, there you go, everyone. You got, finally, another David Action Pryor film. <laughs> and we both strongly endorse this, Mariah more than me. Oh. And if you like what you heard, 
Tell a friend, please. Mm-hmm. Spread the word. Don't spread coronavirus. Because we got the toilet paper. Also, don't spread your butt cheeks like the transient man. Oh, or do, because no. that was his moment to shine. <laughs> and it shined. Shined so bright. <laughs> shined so bright. So you can rate, review, subscribe. If you want to follow us, we're on Instagram. <laughs> Laser Graves. <laughs> and I'm at uh, death at 33 RPM. I'm at Mariah Rose Wimmer. Next week, I think we're covering Golden Child. We are going to announce it. <laughs> Wait, what? No, that was a lie. Uh, if you want to also follow us, we're at lasergraves.com. Oh, yep. And we're going to, you can't hear this, but listen as I shoot this finger gun at you. Dual finger guns. Pow. Pow.